0: Technical difficulties aside, hello. Newest episode of Burnt Offerings. How's everybody been? Good? Hopefully? Yes? I hope so. Alright, we're here, uh, cats on table. Yeah. Beers in hand.
1: We got cats, we got beers. So what's been up, man? Not much, man. Just watching, uh, you know, horror movies. Doing the, uh, shows at the precinct.
0: That's pretty much, yeah, just much doing the same thing <laughs> i mean other than
1: work that's about it yeah yeah i also have that work thing that i have to do like cody and all them guys would say they'll fuck a job yeah it drives me fucking nuts i love it i i really do i hate that the
0: i would say michigan but it's kind of like spread i'm gonna say just midwest grind scene has just been it's nothing but fuck a job and like whoop whoop and I, I, there's probably a third one Did I say a third one yesterday? True.
1: God damn it, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the world we live in, man. But uh, Uh, either way, yeah, Lieutenant Dan (laughs) tore it up last night. Yeah, I mean, good show all around. It was. Got to see Haggis. Pretty stoked on those guys. Dude, I told you those guys were fucking good. I'm glad we stuck around because uh, those guys tore my face off. Told you, yeah.
0: We played with them. Uh, was it, I can't remember if it was the last time they came or two times ago, and it was that was the first time I saw them, and it was fucking pissed.
1: Yeah, for those of you who
0: don't know, Haggis
1: is from Oakland.
0: Yep, uh, from Oakland. Uh, one of the members originally from either Connecticut or New Hampshire was in a band called Misanthropic Noise. If you want to go way back, those guys were fucking pissed. Moved out to Oakland. Haggis. I want to say he was in another band, too, before he started Haggis out there, but I don't want to say it because I don't know
1: if I'm 100% right on who the member was. Okay. But yeah, Haggis. Yeah, they were fucking awesome last night. And uh, I just thought it was cool that the uh, singer-guitar player was pretty open about using a pitch shifter. Well, I mean yeah do people hide that uh usually they do yeah um i guess it just depends on what genre and music you're into yeah because i mean all the bands that i know that use them they're it's
0: pretty well i mean it's pretty fucking apparent that they're using it because it's like
1: shifted all the way right to one side or the other yeah true story and it's a good thing Kirby got that under wraps with the pitch shifter last night. He gave zero fucks for a minute. Well, he didn't know what the hell was going on for a minute. Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty awesome, actually. Kirby, huh? Up or down? <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off. <laughs> pretty awesome, man. You had to be there to really appreciate it. But, uh... Dude, so what, uh, what have you been watching? Uh, today... I watched Amityville 2, The Possession, and I'd have to say that out of all the Amityville movies, that's probably my favorite. I am super out of a loop on Amityville films. Okay. The second one had uh, Pauly from Rocky. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the mom in that movie was in Girls' Night Out. She was the killer in Girls' Night Out. Okay. Um, and it was basically based on Ronnie DeFeo, who killed his family with a shotgun, which they didn't touch on in the first one. It was just the house was cursed. Yeah. And this one, he, he actually follows through and kills his family. So the second
0: one's where they actually kind of do the whole legit story of the house. Yeah. The the events that happened in the
1: house. Right. The events that happened in the house, it, it was, you know, like if you look up the, um, You know, the news articles about it, dude. Ronnie DeFeo just straight just slaughtered his family with a shot. I've actually watched a couple shows on it. Yeah, Yeah. short story for you. I actually was in a band called Ronnie DeFeo back in like 2005. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't think of a name. Well, we came up with the name of the band, but it was already taken. So we had to last minute come up with a name and uh, Ronnie DeFeo, man. Seriously,
0: I—if I, you were to tell me you were in a band named Ronnie DeFeo and I didn't know you, I would just assume that
1: this was a Power Violence band. It was actually a hardcore band. <clears throat> I or, guess
0: that makes sense too. That yeah. makes sense
1: too. Yeah, we were uh, originally we called ourselves Samsara, but that was taken, and we had a show at the Token Lounge that we had to like really quick come up with a name and something that hadn't been taken. And we, we called ourselves Ronnie DeFeo, and I thought it sounded pretty pretty fucking cool. I was like, hell yeah, man!
0: That's actually awesome. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with the name of a person as your band, it either needs to make zero sense, Abe Lincoln, or <laughs> sound
1: cool and have like a really cool story behind the name. Yeah, yeah, we, I was pretty pumped, and then we ended up changing our name from that for whatever reason, but yeah, uh, Amityville Two, uh, pretty cool, man it's got some some dark undertones man like i don't know i don't want to say that the music that he's listening to in his headphones are the reason for the possession but i think he was listening to metal tapes in his walkman <laughs> and then he started hearing voices in his head man and that's what kind of started the whole possession thing but uh yeah you, you always got the priest you know that's trying to bless the house and it's you know how many times have we seen that in a movie? But I actually like Amityville too. The only other Amityville movie that I really like is 1992. It's at the clock. It's about the clock. Yeah, I thought that movie was pretty pretty cool. Which movie is it? I'm thinking.
0: I don't. I want to say it was one of the Amityvilles, but I think I'm wrong. Um, it's where it kind of has that whole incestuous vibe going on. That's part two. That is part two. Yeah. Okay.
1: The brother and the sister. Yep. And he does it to hurt God. So it's pretty pissed <laughs> off, dude. Ronnie DeFeo. He was uh, no joke. Um, yeah, that that happened. And uh, it was cool that it had Paulie from Rocky in it. He played the, the dickhead dad. You know, you had to say yes, sir, no matter what. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool movie. That's what I watched today. And uh, also, like, right when you came over, I was watching The Gate. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Classic. Love it, dude. Fucking Sacrifice. Yeah, Sacrifice, man. I'm going to
0: have to get me one of them shirts. Dude, there is a band from Detroit. Well, they were a band in Detroit called Sacrifice. Really? And it was uh I think it was like Grave New World era Discharge, like the old like I played this. I was playing Discharge and when you were in the car once and you said that they ripped off fucking uh Motley Crew. Motley Crew riff. That's that era Discharge. Okay. But all their songs are about like horror movies and shit. And oh, they were cool. called like Sacrifix. It's uh it was Mark from Anguish, Pete from Nuke. Cool. And Perversion. And then uh this dude this guy Bruce who used to be in the scene. And like yeah, it was just like total like metallic D beat stuff. Cool. They did like a demo tape and I think that was it. And they kinda just went to the wayside. Oh, right on. That's a all star lineup actually, dude. Band was sick. Yeah, uh, I was. I uh, I was actually going to throw it out there because I was talking to Mark about it. He was talking about how uh Bruce left, so he didn't have a guitar player, and he was thinking about doing both instruments. And at the time, I was like super busy with, I think school and work and like two or three bands. But I was going to ask. I was going to like
1: offer to play guitar just to get Sacrifice going again because that would be fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially with Pete Pete on drums, and yeah, that would have been. Yeah, Mark's fucking no schlub and the fucking bass too. If you've, I played you anguish before. Yeah, yeah, I've heard anguish. Yeah, yeah, that's sick, man. Especially you know coming from Detroit, Sacrifice, man. But yeah, we totally watched the gate. It's one of the all time eighties. I don't know what would you classify that movie. I don't know. I'd almost,
0: I almost want to put it into like the whole like uh like metal horror. Yeah. Movies like with Trigger Treat and like uh, uh Black Roses. Even though it's not like a hundred percent like that, but I mean they they t- touch on metal a lot and it's playing the one album kinda has to do with
1: summoning all that. True. Yeah. Yeah, that kid rules in that movie, man. He's pretty awesome. But uh has got the killer purgatory poster on his wall. Yeah, killer maiden posters on his wall you know, killer drum set in his room. <laughs> and uh he knows how to open up the gates of hell. I remember that movie as a kid. And I remember it it took me a
0: while to figure out what movie it was when I grew up as I got older cuz I remember seeing it on HBO when I was like a young kid and I just remembered like the fucking demons and I remember it like being in the upstairs and like the banister and it had a fucking creepy vibe to it but it took me forever to actually realize what fucking movie that was. When yeah. I had like my teenage years and stuff, I was like, What the fuck movie was
1: that? Yeah, the special <laughs> effects for that time in that movie were awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was like they were doing some unheard of stuff for a horror movie. I mean, you had your E. T., you had your, you know, big blockbuster Steven Spielberg movie special effects, but like for a underground horror movie, you didn't see the kind of stuff that they had in that movie. Full size claymation. Yeah. Yep. Yep, but uh, yeah, we watched that today. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've
0: been kind of. I think I watched more movies today alone just because of work than I have throughout the most part. But I watched uh, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, which is like uh, which is Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, which I fucking love that movie. That movie, just the vibe of that movie all the way through. Is fucking pissed. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, dude. I love it. It starts off like the dude's like uh riding his motorcycle through England. It's like this old like well, I'm probably new then because it was when the movie came out, but it's like an old like Triumph. He stops this fucking gas station just to get something to drink. This chick backs up into his bike, like bends his rim up, and he walks over there, tells him like. He gets ends up like leaving the bike there to get it fixed. He's gonna pick it up in like a weekend. Basically, tells the girl that he's she's gonna drive him to where he wants to go, and they go walking in the car. She's like, he's like, yeah, but I'm gonna drive. You know, if I don't drive, we we'll probably get there in reverse. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll go reverse the whole way. He's like a total dick to this girl the whole time.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, man. It's fucking great. Yeah. The whole uh, radiation bringing him back. Yeah. Cops a total dick, which
0: uh, actually Electric Wizard, a, uh, sure Electric Wizard pulled a sample from. Pretty sure it's Electric Wizard pulled the sample from that movie. They it did. It's on. It's on Dope Throne. Yep, that's it. Yep. You hate the police, don't you? Yeah. And then yeah, uh, I don't know. Everybody fucking dies at the end. It's very. The disc I have because I have the Blue Underground DVD of it. Uh, the director does like a little. Introduction before the movie starts, and basically says he wants you to be like, like you always, they, you always look for the happy ending. But basically, basically he says you're always look for the happy ending. Well, this whole movie is a happy ending, and by that I mean I want you to be miserable this whole movie because nice. there's nothing positive, <laughs> right? Nice, <laughs>
1: absolutely. i like, I can dig it. Oh yeah, that's it's refreshing. And then I watched uh, uh, Werewolves on Wheels for like the hundredth time. Yeah. Oh, dude. Love that
0: movie. The movie's amazing. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it this year. I've talked about doing it for a couple years. I think this Halloween. I'm going to try making a uh, 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 just blanked on the fucking Devil's Advocates. Okay. i try making a Devil's Advocates fucking backpatch and go uh, do like a Werewolves on Wheels Halloween
1: costume. That would be Fucking phenomenal, dude. Try to make it before then, so that when we we're gonna go see Satan Satyrs in like May, then <laughs> just wear that fucker right to the show, dude. See how
0: many people actually realize what it is. Yeah. If I were to talk to the band, or if they were, if the band were to see it, they would, they'd see it. I'd, they'd get it. I would think. I would hope if they're fucking making
1: reference to the movie and their songs. That's why I said that. Yeah, because yeah, we have seen them open for Electric Wizard and. He used a reference from that movie, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. You literally don't have to do the back patch to the show. (laughs) I was just saying. Dude, if
0: I actually – I'm honestly going to – if I can get the design, which either I'm going to make it myself or I can just find one, uh, I'm going to take it to an actual shop and have them make me a legit, like, patch. Like the top and bottom rocker with the center. Okay. I'm gonna have them make like it a legit fucking like motorcycle club patch oh there you go yeah what would you put it on? I'm gonna have to get an old fucking i don't have since I don't have an actual blue denim vest <laughs> I'm gonna have to find an old blue denim vest and I'll just make sure it gets all dirty because I don't want a nice sparkling white fucking patch right it happen Absolutely. It'll, it'll happen
1: yeah and you said you watched a, a third movie today Do I wait?
0: Oh yeah, we watched. I watched uh, uh, *Evil Dead 2*, which is kind of going to go lead into our other discussion later on. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, like there might have been like what the fuck else. I've, I've watched other things throughout the week. I think I watched *The Beyond*, which
1: always a great movie. Yeah, me and Jimmy were talking about *The Beyond* yeah. at the show the other day. Yeah, just it, it's a it's it's a trilogy. Um, *The Gates of Hell*, *The Beyond*, *House by the Cemetery*. Yeah. But it's not really known as a trilogy, but they're supposed to link together somehow. Yeah. And we were just talking about how good the Beyond is, like, just... Dude, everybody bitches about it, how it makes zero sense.
0: But basically, like, there was, like, an interview with Fulci, and he said it himself. He's like, it's not supposed to make sense. Like, it's... This is supposed to just be, like, a hodgepodge of just, like, nightmares. Of happenings. Yeah, like, of happenings. It's just not supposed to really make a clear storyline. It's not supposed to make 100% sense. Like You just got to kind of take it for what it is, which that's kind of always how I looked at that movie. Because you're right. right. If you were to look at it and try to follow a storyline, yeah, some of that shit does not make fucking sense. No. Like, it's it, at all. But it's a great fucking movie.
1: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like, I love it's it. It's fucking great. And the first time I seen it, I was late to the game. You let me borrow it. And you did not tell me about the spider scene. Tensionally. Tensionally did not tell you about that. I kind of figured that. (laughs) Dude, when I watched it, just this fucking amazing amount of tarantulas eat this guy's face. And uh, it's pretty grim to watch, man. And I'm like, this guy did not warn me about the tarantula scene. But now when I watch it, I dig that scene probably the most it's it's pretty killer this that whole um with the weird ooze that yeah you know like that the acid or whatever mixed with blood and shit and it's like that whole scene is just awesome what's well, funny
0: watching that scene and like really pay attention to the spiders because you realize like okay there's some real ones there oh wait that's fucking fake as shit oh i know that is just a wiggling fake spider yeah like someone's got it on a
1: string <laughs> yeah. and they're just like wiggling it towards his face yeah I totally. That's why I don't mind watching it because it's not like a real live person with a like twelve tarantulas on them. Yeah. It's like one tarantula with like six rubber ones <laughs> on a dummy. <laughs> Dude, uh, I heard that.
0: Um, you know the little girl, the little redheaded girl. Yeah. Who ends up getting our fucking whole head like whatever. Yeah. Fulci fucking hated her. Really. And I guess she was older than she looks. But he like, was telling people that she was like a drug addict.
1: Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> threw her under the bus, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it, it, was it supposed to be like a Peter Bark thing where the dude was actually like 30 fucking 4 and they made him look like he was 12?
0: I think she was like probably like in her early 20s. I don't know exactly what her age was if she made that. But, I mean, she looked like she was young. She looked like she was like 14, 15. Yeah, something like that. I think she was probably like... 20s she was yeah. just one of those girls who just she was probably just short
1: and kind of just looked young yeah that's kind of how peter bark was too yeah that creepy bastard <laughs> but uh yeah i love the beyond man it's uh one of my favorite fulci films for sure uh i actually got that for christmas two years ago the anchor bay Clam. yeah and i've watched it a hundred times man i always forget to have that clamp yeah, I, I
0: have that release event. And I always forget to have it. Yeah, I wish
1: I had the other one. That's hard
0: to find, though. I don't even know what release that is. I honestly cannot remember the other company that released it on VHS. I think it's a big box too. It might be. I don't know. Maybe not. I can't fucking remember. Like that for the right reason that's one. Like a lot of Folge movies, I can't think of who did their initial VHS release.
1: Yeah, it was cool because Anchor Bay did the whole collection. You know, so it was easier to, like, own those movies and find those movies than those independent companies that put them out, like, back when. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, not all his movies were released on the same, through the same distributor. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, New York Ripper's Vidmark, but, like, what is House by the Cemetery? Uh, um, the, what was it, Vestron? Vestron, Did Vestron
0: it? do one of the releases of that, I think? yeah. I think so. Dude, but, I've been so out of the whole VHS game for a minute just because busy with shit and didn't have the money to buy any more tapes, so I just don't want to look at them, and I realized that I I blank on things that I knew. Like, I could tell you, like, I used to be able to tell you, like, oh yeah, this company did this, this company did that, this this movie was released on the like these fucking labels, like,
1: I'm slipping. I'm slipping, Steve. Uh, it's okay, man. It happens to all of us. All I do is window shop anymore, so don't feel bad. Uh, I hop on eBay or Amazon and just look at really cool tapes that I can't afford, and uh, you know that's kind of a pastime of mine.
0: My thing is trying to find the uh,
1: Japanese releases for movies that I want because I'm I love Japanese VHS. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, and that's always cool because they're, you know, rare in their imports.
0: Cover art's usually 10,000 times better. Yeah. Just because it's almost like from somebody like, like, I had degrees in graphic design. So, like, you study, like, you, you taught, like, what's proper design and things you're, quote, unquote, not supposed to do. And then you look at some of these Japanese posters, which I fucking love, but technically, like, Any of my, like, instructors and professors would have been like, well, that's horrible design.
1: Like, well, fuck off, dude. It looks amazing. (laughs) Especially being a fan of the movie. Yeah. It's usually an alternate, like, image than what you're used to seeing. Well, like,
0: a lot of the Japanese stuff, it's, like, a not so much a collage, but it's, like, you have your your main image in the middle, and then you got these, like, almost just, like, cut out images pasted around it in, like, a very random... Doesn't follow like quote unquote, like a grid system, as like most good design would, but it's fucking I love it, right? Like that fucking uh that one I posted for the new beginning poster. Oh my god! Which I, I want to actually get that uh, po- that poster. I've been wanting
1: that poster for like two years now. It is pretty awesome, and and like it, and it's an alternate image, yeah, than what you're used to seeing for the movie. Well,
0: yeah, because the. Oh, like a lot of those movies especially anything that was a like majority American release you you get so used to seeing the just American marketing images for that right with over there they they did their own thing for most of that stuff they just right. they they were able to kind of free reign to make your own design you didn't use what was that they wasn't like provided to them
1: right the leather strap kill yes yeah. Totally fucking awesome, man.
0: Yeah, that was another one I watched. I watched uh
1: Friday Five. Did you? I did watch Friday Five. Okay. Yes. A lot of people give that movie shit, man. I like it. I love it. It's it's like one of the sleazier of the series.
0: Should have been way sleazier. Yeah, I know. Yeah, dude. you know she did not get uh? I
1: can't remember her first name. Is it Deborah Voorhees? Um, the actress. Yeah, I know the one with like the awesome boobs. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Who got the fucking. Hedge clippers to the eyes. Yep. Yeah, she uh,
0: well, she became a teacher, and she lost out on some jobs because they found out about that scene. Oh goodness! Wow. Hey, that sucks. Well,
1: I mean, she posed for Playboy.
0: Yeah, you would think. I mean, you would think that would have done it. I'm sure that probably had a hand in it. They probably found out both. Okay, yeah.
1: But <laughs> my my thing is, how do you go from posing for Playboy or trying out or whatever she did? To being in a Friday the Thirteenth film, to wanting to be a teacher. Well, I mean, I, I nothing against teachers or playmates or anything, but that that seems like a backwards career.
0: Well, I mean, it kind of had a twist, but almost it's in the same regard as somebody who they know damn well they're going to be playing in like the NBA, or the NFL, but they still like get a degree a because they kind of have to, but b there's a backup plan. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she went to school for a teaching degree, was offered the Playboy thing because just her looks. Yeah. Landed the role because she wanted to be an actress, and then she got the role because of her last name. That's actually why she got that role. True story, yeah. And then, like, film career didn't pan out, she's like, I'll just, I got my teaching degree, I'll become a teacher.
1: Yeah. Could have rolled that way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just, I, I don't usually see it that way i guess or maybe it's just me but that's cool i mean more power to you you know just like the girl from uh april fool's day she sells jewelry right now yeah she does <laughs> deborah foreman shout out to you if you ever hear this you're you're awesome um <laughs> she was also in uh i want to say valley girl was she? Is, yeah yeah And I can't remember, I think Nicolas Cage was in that. He was super young. He was a belly girl, yes. Yeah, she was in that, and she was in uh, a couple other 80s movies, but um, I know her most from April Fool's Day. And, uh, yeah, she makes jewelry now and uh, lives in a cabin. So there's that. Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) You know, it's kind of cool,
0: I guess, you know. Dude, I could dig it. Yeah, I live I mean, in a cabin. I actually want to... My big thing is I want to live in a lighthouse, like, away from everyone. I've said this before.
1: Yeah. Or, I don't know if it was you or... I think it was my uncle that was telling me he was doing research on lighthouses and how cool they really are, dude. He, he was telling me, like, you know, back in the day, lighthouses were, like, the thing. Like, people relied on them.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, it's... It served its fucking purposes. Yeah, for and there's sure. still active lighthouses. Like I just saw uh, this girl, Allie, that I'm friends with on Facebook. She uh, posted something about a lighthouse in Michigan who's looking for tenant. That's killer. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, when I remember, I posted something about it uh, before she did that. I posted, I made a post about how I used to always think about that. And I have a friend who lives over in Rhode uh, Rhode Island who said that there is a lighthouse there that they are regularly looking for tenant oh uh,
2: yeah
1: well those are like graveyard shift hours well you'd like live there yeah but you just got to make sure it's running true which
0: is like i mean that's like that could you, you're kind of like yeah you're always you could look at it as you're always on call and you're always working but i mean you kind of get your basic maintenance and just make sure it keeps going and then as long as you're confident that it's not going to break down in the middle of the night and ships are going to crash, and yeah, we can't have ships crashing
1: all <laughs> of a sudden. You got the mist going on, yeah, <laughs> or, or the fog. fog. The fog. It's not meant the yeah. fog. But uh, that'd be cool to live in a lighthouse, I guess, man.
0: I thought about it though. I mean, but I've, always, I don't know. I've, I'm sure I've said something to you in like the six, seven years we've been friends that I've, I, I always think about
1: just being totally secluded from everyone and just living. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but you'd have to take me with you, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> We'd have to be secluded together, kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> you know, entertain each other. <clears throat> as long as I can bring my movies and my records, I think it'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um But, yeah, I watched... uh I also watched uh, The Evil Dead 2. Uh, We'll get into that later. Um, Let's see. I checked out a band last night called Putrid Liquid.
2: Oh, yeah. That was the first time
1: I saw them, too. Yeah, from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, Those dudes were awesome. Fucking like... uh
0: had like tones of like death metal to it a little bit a lot of mints mm-hmm. with just like total guttural vocals yep like there was no it wasn't like a back and forth pink guttural and high it was just straight guttural
1: yeah yeah they were pretty cool um
0: i wouldn't mind seeing those guys again actually i i'm gonna say we probably will they'll probably come up here more yeah i've seen uh, the, the singer he's been around um I've seen him around before.
1: I think I've seen him at a show before. Yeah. He looked familiar.
0: Yeah. I think there's pictures floating around of uh, from Michigan Grindfest, like, what, 2014? And he's, like, standing
1: pretty much right behind me. Okay. <laughs> I think I can remember because he was making weird faces. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. He was, uh, that whole band was really stoked on the show last night. Yeah. They were, like, crowd participation all the way. Like, they were happy to be there. Oh, yeah. Well, they're from Dayton, and it really... They
0: could have... I, I get why they came up here and played this one instead, because they had the opening. But they're playing... That Haggis Haggis is playing tonight in Lima. But I guarantee that show was full. They didn't want to add any more bands on it. Mm. So they made the fucking hike from Dayton's like... Is that a three-hour drive?
1: Yeah, something like that. I think it is. Three and a half? Yeah. Yeah, because it was weird. Like, they weren't, there was no, you know, pre-knowledge of them playing. I think I saw an update that said, like, uh, like that they, they were playing, but they were never added to the flyer. Okay. Yeah, because when they started playing, I was like, well, who the hell is this, you know? But they were killer. I still have yet to see girth you serious have not seen girth yet man you should have said that to me last night well you had work in the morning and you know dude I would, whatever I would have stayed you were pretty
0: tired I was just, I was fucking out of it last night I talked to like zero people Yeah, I mean if I didn't have to talk to you I didn't talk to you and if you like forced yourself to talk to me you probably could tell how annoyed I was that you were talking
1: to me yeah yeah yesterday was not Jared's day But uh, we still had fun, though. Oh, yeah, it was still a good time. Killer show. Always a treat. I'm not going to say that I've seen Lieutenant Dan again, because I've said that (laughs) in every one of our podcasts, but I've seen Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Shit life. Dude, I've, I've seen both those bands many
0: times, and I am part of that list of people who are still excited on the fact that Lieutenant Dan is very active again yeah I'm like stoked on it yeah like they those guys need to just play together mm. they're, they're too they're too good together to not be a band I agree like they just they blend like they are just a great as a as a band those fucking all three of those dudes are stellar
1: yeah I agree yeah and uh their new materials fucking awesome yeah fucking takes off right where they left yeah pretty much It's just
0: classic Lieutenant Dan, just fucking mince riffs and Mm -hmm. killer. uh, Zach's banter. Before, in between, and after.
1: One of my favorite humans. (laughs) I I mean, he barely knows me. I barely know him. He's one of my favorite humans. He he just rules, dude. His banters are awesome. (laughs) You guys keep saying fuck job, but I love my job. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) For those who don't know, we heard fuck a job about 200 times last night by multiple people. Yeah. In return, Zach from Lieutenant Dan had to point out that he loves his job (laughs) and that those guys say fuck a job a lot. It was pretty fucking funny, man. But uh, another cool thing was a new shit like material.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yeah,
1: they played some new stuff that they're going to be putting to recording
0: soon. He said right now they got, like, what, 23, 25 new songs? They want to get to 40? They want to get to 40. And then be able to do the... Because they're doing the split with Dan. And then uh, another band wants to do a split. They just want to get... Basically just get all the shit recorded to have everything that's been offered to them
1: and then extra. Yeah and they want to have yeah extra on the shelf yeah yeah but the the new shit life material is just awesome which you know lucky for us we get to you know see those guys often enough yeah. to know that it's new material but i still can't get over the fact that grave shitter's like one of the best albums of the year it really is, dude. I, mean, I, I said that on a previous podcast, but I'm still listening to that CD. It's just fucking that good, man. But according to Zach and Chris, the new material is just going to crush that CD to, to to bits.
0: Well, I mean, that CD, that was a few years old, and it just kind of sat on the shelf and went on. They had to like, re-record some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised at all <laughs> if the new shit crushed
1: that. Yeah. Well, I've heard from both Zach and Chris separately. That the new material, and we got to hear some of it last night. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. And we've seen them enough times to know when they're playing a song we haven't heard. So we know it's new, you know what I mean, which is pretty awesome. And they're blending, like, more, like, different stuff into the new material, too. Like, the one song had a little bit of a death metal chime to it.
0: I honestly think a lot of it has to do with what Chris has been jamming. Yeah. Before he writes that song. Because, like, I remember before when he, like, some of the songs that are on Graveshitter now, when they were first writing them, he was jamming a shit ton of, like, Australian grind. And they definitely had that feel. And then he was, like, getting big into, like, Sodom. And he was jamming Sodom a lot. mm -hmm. And there's, like, just straight, like, basically Sodom riffs but grind mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah like fast thrash dude what i love is uh a few years ago well probably at this point four years ago chris was talking about he's like yeah you know fuck that we're just gonna do like grind thrash like we're not doing any of those mince parts anymore blah 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 that new song had a straight up mince part in it like good section over right at the end it slows down if like zach's just doing that one two beat yeah and I'm like, that's a fucking mince part, Chris. Like, yeah. y- you obviously gave up what you said because yeah. that is a mince part.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, playing shows with Lieutenant Dan might rub off on you a little bit, you know. Maybe they did it before and they'll do it again.
0: <laughs> but I mean, either way, do mince part, no mince part. You can do straight fucking, like, blast grind from front to back and I'll still love it. You throw in fucking mince parts in there and just kind of get a,
1: like, groove going. I'm fucking still going to love it. Yeah, killer. Yeah, and Zach from Lieutenant Dan's all about those men's parts, man. Oh yeah, he the horns come out every time he hears. Every time a band's like goes into those fucking like one two like one, group two beats, that's that you see him just get all excited, dude. He's like all about it. It's pretty talking, cool. Those those are great parts, man. Oh yeah, and uh, I had a. Uh, Forty of King Cobra at the show last night, and I just want to stress that King Cobra is the uh, awesome malt liquor that I enjoy, you know. I
0: think we, uh, when we record, it's like hams all day. When we record, it's nothing but hams. But I think outside of that, it's uh, me and you are always drinking some type of malt
1: liquor. Yeah, yeah. You did Mickey's on Thursday yeah i did king cobra last night i usually do king cobra i usually
0: like uh like king cobra or quote 45 with orange juice yeah i do yeah. that a
1: lot yeah <laughs> yeah you've been doing that it's,
0: Which i don't know i like i get my vitamin
1: c and i don't know yeah <laughs> it works man works every time <laughs> right but uh yeah, king cobra definitely rules um it doesn't taste that bad for a malt liquor. I love it. I think it's delicious, actually. But I love malt liquor, too. Yeah, true. So do I. I don't know. I, I'm In my age, I'm starting to. it's starting to get harder to muscle down, like, OE. Well, I'll say this. There's times where
0: I, if I'm just, like, kicking back, like, watching a few movies and kind of depending on how I feel, like, I just want a normal beer. Like, I'll drink hams, like, so can PBR, mm-hmm. like, whatever. And there's other times where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to... Rock like three forties, like King Cobra. That's probably the nights where I'm like popping in like Death Press tapes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just watching grim shit. <laughs> but I mean, it, I'm still down for it. But it's, a, it's not like an everyday. I'm not always drinking malt liquor, but I love it. No,
1: it's a once in a while thing for me.
0: I'm not my friend Ryan. You yeah. met you met him right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, goddamn! I didn't know how like well he was known in like the malt liquor circuit.
2: Yeah, he's which uh, first off,
0: for a minute there, I didn't know there was a malt liquor circuit. And then I posted a picture of that uh, black label uh, 1111. Yes, and this dude hit me up. And he's like, oh, that's fucking! Where'd you get it?" I'm like, "Oh, my friend Ryan." He's like, "Ryan home? I'm like, yeah. How about yeah? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I talked to Ryan. And he's like, "Oh yeah, like when it comes to malt liquor, like I'm pretty well
1: known." <laughs> Yeah, he's like uh, an enthusiast. Fuck yeah, dude! That's pretty cool. I uh, like, is it malt liquor or just forties? Um, mainly malt liquor. Okay, because I thought he was into like rare forties.
0: That too. I mean, he's like rare forties. I think he kind of kind of crossed into that, but like it started a lot with like malt
1: liquor. Yeah. Well, you find most malt liquor in forty form. Yes. You don't really see a lot of it in cans or twelve ounce <laughs> bottles.
0: Not many. does no. not mean You can't buy like a twelve pack.
1: No. With like a pop-off cap? No. <laughs> you can buy like Colt 45 and like 12 packs and stuff, but... Even that I rarely see at stores. Yeah, no, it's... You gotta be in the right place at the right time. But... I need to delve into uh,
0: like the trenches of fucking Detroit party stores. Like I remember we used to like... In Cass Corridor when... It was a fucking thing. Now it's becoming a fucking arena. True. But those fucking party stores over there, dude, I would find... It was sketchy as shit area. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was just like, fuck it. And I'd find some weird-ass fucking shit you didn't know existed. <laughs> and you didn't yeah. see outside of that, like,
1: these, like, small, tiny fucking party stores. Yeah. One of the cooler things I found in one of those party stores was um, the wrap snacks. Yes. Those were awesome. Yes, like Master P had his own corn chips. <laughs> I, I was I was amazed. I'm like, dude, why can't we have these in like normal stores by my house? You know, like, dude, the shit you find, you go into like rough
0: areas, like especially like you, in like Detroit, you just go to like rough areas of the city, you'll find shit that you're like, this exists, right? Like, why isn't this everywhere? Yeah, usually you can find the 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 better flavor of like Doritos. Yep cuz uh they had a mix up when i worked at uh, when i worked at that glass factory like in like 4 years ago, 5 years ago. I'm I'm going to say it was a mix up. This gas station right next to it got their order of chips and they had their doritos and everything on it was written in spanish and it was had the logo of um fuck, i can't remember the name of the hot sauce, but it's like the dude wearing the sombrero. Oh right on! It's like almost you go to almost any fucking like Coney Island, you could probably find it. Yeah, that that hot sauce. But there's for the sea. I think so. It was that flavor of Doritos. That's amazing. Never seen them again. That's amazing. It's it's like dude, these amazing things exist. Yeah. <laughs> that like they don't just like send to everyone, and yeah. they need to like every store needs to have those because they're they're better than the their normal nacho cheese. They're better than the fucking Cool Ranch. Right. Since Doritos now only has, like, what, one flavor that's actually spicy and hot?
1: Which isn't spicy or hot. The habanero? No. Motherfuckers are slacking, man. Yeah, fiery habanero. Yeah, they're, they're just dropping balls. Yeah. Yeah. No, Doritos is falling off, man. Unless you like the fucking same old flavors that we've had for 30 years or so. Yeah, they brought taco flavor back which rules because the taco chips are fucking
0: awesome but they need to bring yeah I'm honestly cool you brought that back bring back your fucking like hot chips bring out your chips that were fucking stupid hot
1: yeah yeah well they got those like buffalo f- blazing ones but jacked yeah but nobody fucking buys those <laughs> nobody wants those
0: <laughs> or or they have like the sweet flavors but it's in like their their other form
1: of doritos yeah. Like the snack mix, yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it's not fucking Doritos. <laughs> Fuck. It's yeah. like Doritos fucking point two.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, the Dorito flavor, but it's like mixed in with like Chex Mix, and yeah, and like twists.
1: Like what? <laughs> I know, and, and and fucking yeah. No, we, we bring back like the pizza ones. Yeah, the pizza Doritos were amazing, and the Jumpin' jack whatever ones were. Jumpin' Jack Flash? No, Jumpin' Jack Cheese. There it is. <laughs> not a Rolling Stone song, not a Whoopi Goldberg movie. It was a flavor of
2: chip, dude. <laughs> it was a chip, dude.
1: But, uh... Oh, I wanted to get to uh Acid Witch, man. Oh,
0: yeah, you got to see him for your first time in, like, forever. Months. Yeah, it's been quite a while but and i was correct that they played a new song last you time were, I saw
1: them. you were you were and if 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 you listen to our previous podcast you would know that jared was a little hazy when he seen acid witch a couple months ago and didn't know if the new song was actually played well he did know i, I know it was played i just didn't know what the fuck it was <laughs> right this time we seen them they played a new song and it's awesome yes it is fucking awesome I want to say uh, it's still supposed to get released in, by October. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it was supposed to be released like last October. Right. I'm confident that they're going to have it out by Halloween this time. And we're going to see some new Slasher Dave solo stuff, too. Oh, hell yeah. He's he's already kind of been posting some new shit. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he was serious or not, but the post that he put on Facebook is that it bumps. It bumps? It bumps. So he's got some bass straps in there? Something. <laughs> <laughs> something, some sub hits or something so we can expect uh <laughs> something different from slasher dave i don't know
0: but, i'll dig uh, it i mean i'll dig what he does i think at the very least it's going to be just
1: 80s style synth horror mm-hmm. he always puts a twist on it though he does he'll do his thing like from album to album, it's always something
0: like. Usually, I mean, for the, the last few, he did like different styles. So the first one was more like straight carpenter worship. Mm-hmm. Second one was more Italian. Mm-hmm. Third one was more like 70s string instrument. Supernatural. Yeah, like those type of. Uh, which I can't peg like the composers, but, but yeah, it had more like string instruments involved. I, I d- honestly don't know. I mean, he did that. Uh, the 7 inch was basically just carpenter worship again, for the most part.
1: Yeah. The Lunatic 7. It was like more underground slasher. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like mainstream carpenter. It was like a specific score style of underground slashers, if you know what I mean. No, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know what I mean, where you catch that one movie that's not well known it has the awesome score but you're like oh you know that's what lunatic reminded me of it was like okay you know that like pretty cool is like different you know what i mean
0: no i dig it yeah uh the one that i don't know why that always stuck out to me the fucking name of
1: the one song disturbance at the mackenzie's yes yeah I think that's what it's called. It is. Okay. The first time I read that, I'm like, that is gold. Yeah, and the in the artwork is fucking awesome. Almost a spinoff of uh a what, couple. What? A couple covers. A
0: couple covers, yeah. Um Was it alone in the Alone in the Dark, I think. One of them. Alone in the Dark. Uh Horror on Highway Nine. Oh, Highway five. Highway five. Highway nine? Highway five.
1: Whatever. Five. Horror World on five. Highway Five, yeah. I'm I'm kinda drunk. Yeah, me too. But, uh, yeah, cool. Just a dude standing with a fucking blade gleaming in the light. With a house in the distance. With a house in the distance. Always a good thing. But, uh, yeah, the Acid Witch tore it up the other night, though. No, that was a great set. So, uh, you know, us in Detroit, we're not spoiled enough to live in Philly. So, <laughs> a newly added friend of mine, street trash Brit. We got to see Acid Witch the other night, <laughs> just to let you know, and they were fucking awesome. I think she saw him like once two years ago, and she'll probably
0: never see him again.
1: No, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll
0: probably see him a hundred times. But on that same show was a band from Philly.
1: Yes, fucking Devil Master, which. I'm glad you mentioned that because Devil Master is awesome. Yes. Explain to the people who don't know who Devil Master is what they sound like. Wait, okay. It's it's basically um,
0: the way I s- describe it, and my descriptions are usually I don't know. Some people can say it's like, oh, that's not technically right, but I don't care. It's like metal punk. With like screeching vocals and a little bit of a uh, like gothic tones, and the riffs are just super catchy. Fucking drums are just basically just punk beat and like one two beat, and it's just the it's like reverbed out screeching fucking vocals it gives an eerie feel to it. Their stage presence adds to that. It's like honestly it's something not to be missed, and it carries over like the recordings and their live performance match. Yeah. Like it's not like one's better than the other. The only thing with the live performance is you get the visual. Which adds a little bit, I guess. But it's just fucking great. I mean, even like it has a little bit of black metal to it, which like old black metal, I guess. I'm not huge on black metal, so I can't be like, Oh, this 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 genre of it, this right gear of it. But I mean has like a little bit of that. But the riffs are just fucking catchy and it just reminds me of just more like goth bands yeah with like black metal or with uh like metal punk it's fucking amazing
1: yeah they tore it up man and their stage like you said their stage presence and their like you know their stage show adds a visual to it also i don't think the precinct was very friendly in their uh endeavors to put spider webs up (laughs) wait wait, but they did that though didn't they they did but it was like not the way that they wanted to they tried to wrap it around the tombstone
0: well yeah kawakami tombstone is made out of like paper mache and a milk crate they didn't know that <laughs> it's not like a cement fucking tombstone right yeah but but I, mean, I support your efforts in
1: saving the tombstone every time it went to fall hey i had a job like, dude you, you can't let kawakami's tombstone fall over yeah that was one. That was one moment where it wasn't. It was not fuck a job. I had a job, <laughs> and I didn't mind doing my job because I was watching Devil Master do their job. Yes, and it was. It was awesome, dude. Like, yeah. And the dudes from Acid, which really dig on. I know Tim was really digging on them. Oh yeah, Tim was all into it. Yeah. So, um, wouldn't mind seeing those guys again. Wish I would have got a tape, but funds are low. Fuck
0: you know. them playing a. Uh Fucking Blood of the Wolf was this weekend. That's why they came up here is because they're playing Blood of the Wolf. Ah. So, really, if they weren't playing that, we would have never seen them. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah. Glad they came through, though. Yeah. Yeah, they were fucking killer, man. Um, now, I wanted to <clears throat> bring up Motor City Nightmares. Okay. I'd like to know everyone that listens to this who's going because this year's motor city nightmares is better than any of the ones that i can remember pretty much yeah it is it's it, yeah it's getting them
0: out like i feel like once i read everything that's going on in this one i'm like okay this might be the one that brings them out of the like lower tier convention and mm-hmm. kind of brings them up into the
1: they a uh, legit convention right yeah, they got some, they got some stars, man. This time, <clears throat> a couple of them. Yeah. Um, George Romero. That right there, just sells me like a hundred percent. Like George Romero being there, that's fucking awesome, man. Um, like him or not, D. Schneider, he'll be there. Uh, Tracy Lords, pretty cool. Uh, Julian Sands from Warlock Movies and Arachnophobia. Oh, yeah. Dee Wallace from The Howling and Cujo. She'll be there, too. Meg Foster from Blind Fury and Stepfather (laughs) 2. Tom Atkins, who um, a lot of people don't know, he was actually nailed to a cross some years ago. He is Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He will be there. <laughs> Amy Steele, Friday the 13th Part 2 and April Fool's Day, and the fucking man himself, Tom Savini, if he doesn't drop off. <laughs> if he's not a dick. If he's not a dick. But I did see some pictures from, uh, do you know of a, another convention that happened this weekend? Or <clears throat> i seen a picture of a couple people I follow on Instagram with Tom Savini, so he's... Making this, his rounds. Fuck. I don't know. I
0: mean, the, fuck, what the hell was
1: this weekend? It still, wasn't
0: Monsterpalooza, was it? No, Palooza was a couple weekends ago, and then Whorehound was like a weekend ago. I don't think Day of the Dead. I didn't see anybody post about that, so I don't think that happened. That's one we've never went to, so I don't really follow yeah, it. Yeah, I know.
1: That's Chicago, right? Days of the Dead.
0: Chicago, and I think they do in Atlanta.
1: Okay. I don't know this guy that I follow on Instagram Zach Livington he had a picture with Tom Savini so I mean it was at some type of convention of some sort so um, he seemed to be okay I mean if he's doing photo opportunities (laughs) with fans maybe maybe we're catching him on a good stride because I know the first time I came in contact or was at a convention he was at he was not happy to be there yeah, he's kind of fucking, I don't know.
0: I really want to test the theory that, well, in that theory, I heard people actually say it happened.
1: Ask him about Nightmare. See, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I do. Because from what I understand, Tom Savini can actually really, in real life, fuck people up.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Have you seen
1: him? Yeah. I think he's all real- he does is work out. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to test the theory of asking him about Nightmare. I would. I would. I just want
0: to see if he actually gets fucking mad about it. He has no reason to actually get fucking mad about it. Whether he like wants to admit that he was even a part of that movie at all.
1: There was there's pictures proving that he was.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't like to admit it. And then you hear stories about why he kind of wants to distance himself from it. It's like uh, it was so long ago, though. Yeah, like just it is what it is. Whatever. I don't know. I kind of look at him as he kind of is a douche. A little bit. does great work, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, you can't deny the man's fucking portfolio of work, mm-hmm. but he kind of comes across as a dick. A little bit. And then it was, uh, what is it, the 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 post he made when, uh, was it when Gunnar Henson died? Do you see that? mm Oh, yeah, no. that caused backlash, too. He basically made a post like, uh, oh, when I die, like, if, if... Uh, We just shared, like, 10 seconds at a table at a convention to get a picture. Don't grieve me or don't say these nice words about me. Basically saying, it was pretty much like, you were just a fan. You didn't really know me, so don't grieve my death. But for the people that actually knew me, yeah, you know, tell stories, have drinks in my honor. Oh, wow. But it was was pretty much, like, shit-talking, like, his fans. And then he came back, like, oh, I guess it was, like, taken out of context. I didn't realize how it came across. He was trying to put the focus on him. Yeah, it was kind of like, I don't know what the hell he's fucking doing, but it's still like, dude, you should know being in the business you're in and for how long you've been in it and how many conventions and stuff you've done that you're you're in this place where people really look up to what you do. Mm-hmm. So when you die, you're going to have people who have, they feel they have this connection and they're going to be like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Why are you trying to just like totally disregard disregard that? that yeah, man. like I I don't understand the purpose, and that's kind of what it was. I mean, that's how I looked at it. I mean, obviously, people looked at it way worse. Enough where he actually had a rebuttal. <laughs> he kind of said, you know, I'm sorry, it came off the way it did. I didn't mean for it. Who knows if that was sincere or not, or if it was just him trying to be uh play some PR and protect himself, yeah. whatever. But whatever. I mean, cool. I mean. If if he's there and he's, I, I mean, I'm not going to go to his table to get something signed, but I don't really do that with anybody. I don't either. But, I mean, if I were to see him at the bar and he's actually pleasant, yeah, cool. But, I mean,
1: I'm still going to assume that he's not going to be. Yeah, he's pretty gruff. A little rough around the edges, it seems. Yeah. But, either way, just him being there adds validation to Motor city nightmares as being a better convention than it has been in the past yeah this this uh, this year's stack of uh, guests yeah it's
0: gonna it, be- it, it if all goes smooth and as well this should be what kind of bumps motor city up to a level of a legit convention because the way I've always looked at them is the it's, it's, it's brother, almost been like the the little brother of yeah I, I miss I'm missing these conventions because I just am busy, so fuck it. Might as well go to Motor
1: City. It's like 20 minutes away from me. <laughs> right. Yeah, the last one, I believe, uh, Elvira was at. Dude, was she? Yeah. Okay, I know that. And... That, that goes to show you like, how excited we were in the past... Well, no, actually, uh, didn't they do the Return of the Living Dead yeah. anniversary? That was cool. The last one we went to. Yeah, that was cool, and that was the one Elvira was at, and she's still hot. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, yeah. Oh. She was at one of the horror hounds. She was, actually. You're right. And, yeah, she was She was – first time I saw her, she was out of makeup. Just out of her character. No. yeah. Just herself, and, yeah, she's still smoking. And then she got in her – in the character as Elvira for photo ops. Mm-hmm. And it just like added to that. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Jesus. Yeah. But um Okay, this week I want everybody to check out a band called Parasitic. Super cool band, Thrash Metal slash Crust Punk. They're from Richmond, Virginia. They have two albums out. They're actually not a band anymore, but definitely check them out. Jared and I seen them in Chicago. Drop Dead, Dropped Off, yeah. of the Nazam show, yep. and Parasitic filled in, and man, that was a fucking... Even though we were half awake and almost died. I think I was in a delusional state, actually. I was, too. I do remember Parasitic, because it was early in the show. I kind of do. Um, once Brutal Truth and Nazam started playing, it got a little hazy, <laughs> but uh, Parasitic, fucking awesome. Especially if you like thrash, kind of crusty stuff, it's fucking great, man. Um, and Evil Dead. Yeah, you want to get into that?
0: I do. Okay, so me and Steve were talking about this. I think we started talking about it a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or after. But Evil Dead. So you know, people kind of have their 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 tastes, their likes. Like, the first one or the second one, and they do kind of differ, like, in content and feel. And I guess you almost say, if you really want to go, like, super, like, breaking it down in actual genre of what type of horror that would be. But I always stood with, I'm a bigger fan of Evil Dead 1. Steve's likes Evil Dead 2 more. But, uh... I mean, I don't know if I actually didn't post that. I was going to post that to see if anybody wanted to give feedback on what they liked. But, I mean, nobody gives feedback on shit we post. No, but <laughs> I feel like also, I my time.
1: Also, we're not going to post this till tomorrow anyway, so... I can still post that up there, yeah. yeah. We can see if...
0: It might be there by the time you listen to this. And then, at that point, I'm a fucking magician. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I always liked Evil Dead 2 because it was... It's almost like an action film. There's just so much going on, and it's nonstop, balls to the wall the whole fucking movie. It just—I don't know.
0: Dude, It's like—I I, mean—I think at one point when I was younger, I will say this. I think when I was like a teenager, I—I I would have said I liked two better. That—that that was my favorite because of how cheesy and off the wall, right? And like Bruce Campbell's like slapstick that he's got going on, fucking with himself for the most part but as i got older i got i want i like the first one better it's just more just like straight to the point just a horror movie there's no yeah. like cheesiness to it for the most part it's there's no like comedy to it it's just like this is a fucking i want to make a horror movie and this is a horror movie
1: right yeah and filmed in michigan
0: was it all was one or is
1: based in michigan I think it's like
0: filmed half and half. It's between Tennessee and Michigan. Yeah, something like that. For but as many times as I read that about how like Evil Dead and where they were all filmed. Um I can't remember if it's like Tennessee or Kentucky, but I want to say it's between Michigan and Tennessee. Or yeah. maybe all Tennessee if they filmed it all down there in that cabin. It was supposed to be based out of Michigan. Yeah. They're like uh yeah. So going away for the weekend.
2: Yeah
1: always like the second one first one rules i don't want to take anything away from the first one because it's evil dead it's fucking classic but out of the two if you say the third one's the best <laughs> i will stab you in the jaw look for me i'll be the one stabbing jaws there's not many of us around <laughs>
0: dude i told you like the third one like army of darkness is like it's good for what it is but it's like where there was evil dead one and then evil dead two like raised the bar with like got more like cheesy and bruce campbell's like one-liners that have become famous and like his like campiness and however raised up from the first one the like army of darkness raises up from
1: that even more And for the record, I still have not seen Army of Darkness. But
0: you're about to stab somebody in the jaw.
1: Yeah, because... they like it. Yeah, because, I mean, just based on hearing stories about that movie from other people, I know I wouldn't like it. Well, I can't say that. I can't say that. I could pop it in tomorrow. I own it. And I could be like, holy shit, I've missed out on this all these years.
0: Dude, it's a a good movie. It's, It's... Nowhere near. Like if you're talking about like one and two, it's not near one and two. Yeah, that's right. it's I kind think. of its own thing.
1: Yeah, it, it it takes off where two leaves right. Yes. Just two so kind ends of ends in the me- medieval times and. Yeah, the Pontiac drops. she have been
0: taking a fucking licking. Keeps ticking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he uh gets surrounded by knights. Fucking blows off a deadite's head. Yeah. And then uh, they start hailing him, yeah. and then he starts saying no, because, like, prophecy-type thing, because I want it to be true. And then, yeah, there's that. Yeah.
1: So, if you could let us know which one you like better, right, that would be awesome. Hopefully, this goes over a little better than the uh, creep show, <laughs> the uh that we tried to do. And the death films. And the death films, yeah. I mean, that's know that one's kind of
0: a, a stretch because there's not many people who are, are like, yeah, dude, fucking grab me some beers, let's throw in some death tapes. True. But, I mean, nobody, like, they'll like the image.
1: They say nothing. I'm like, dude, fucking post, post anything. Yeah. Yeah, just let us know. Just say something. Anything.
2: <laughs> just say fine. anything.
1: It would be fucking awesome. Uh, Evil Dead 1 or Evil Dead 2. Uh, we like them both I just prefer the second one Jared prefers the first one
0: there's a couple slip ups in the second one that I noticed yeah when uh it's towards the beginning it's yeah it's the beginning when cause the beginning of two is kind of they, they play parts from one mm-hmm. and then it ends where part one ends with like the evil like going into him and it ends that part comes up and he like comes up from the puddle and he's like a fucking deadite then that leaves him he ends up back in the cabin evil fucking comes through and he's like running through the cabin fucking one part he makes a turn into a room and the camera is like angled too high up and you see like the rafters of where they built the set I never caught that yeah and then the very end where the fucking uh they're fighting the big deadite thing yeah um, you see a tear in the suit,
1: like the latex. oh goodness <laughs> you can see the person okay, I changed my mind. I like the first one better
0: okay what but the first one I mean it's not really a fuck up. I mean it was intentional that I was put there, but it makes no sense to me. this abandoned fucking cabin in Tennessee, and this old couple has and he's fucking like translating the Book of the Dead. And they go into the basement, and there's like a, a, a half remaining poster for Hills Have Eyes. Right? Why the fuck is there a poster for the Hills Have Eyes in an abandoned cabin in Tennessee, in the basement? It's a very good question. <laughs> like I like I get, and I love it when like films do that like Pay place a, homage. Yeah, it's like paying homage, like placing posters or images from movies that you like and or like. Similar films. Like, I dig it. I actually like when I find it. But that one makes no sense to me. Like, you're in a a fruit cellar of a fucking cabin in the middle of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Like, who the fuck hung that up? Yeah. Maybe they had a kid. I don't know. One of them at some point had a kid. That liked horror movies.
0: Probably buried in the fruit cellar. Yeah, it could be. But... Kind of has that sloth thing going. He was just chained in the basement.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Likes baby Ruth's <roofs. laughs> chocolate ice cream. Rocky road, man. Oh yeah, it was Rocky Road. You're right. But um, yeah, is that pretty much? I think that that's what we got.
0: That is what we got. I'm like out of. I'm like. I'm almost out of this beer. I think we got more beer
1: behind this computer though Maybe yep we got, like, three more. sure do we have plenty of
0: beers but yeah I mean I guess that's pretty much it what we're talking about yeah so yeah um, I don't know feel free hit us up on the Instagram uh, burn offerings underscore podcast uh, I don't know tell us fucking favorite evil dead you can even go back and tell us about your fucking favorite creep show you can even go back there and tell us about your favorite death film if you're into that kind of thing, um, and you're into the Twitter thing, uh, we're underscore Burn Offerings Podcast. You can us up on there too. But uh, until next time, man, just uh, keep doing, keep doing, doing.
1: Yep, stay mellow, yellow. I right, see you guys later.